uh, well, they gave us a few days heads up that they're going to let go of people. Okay. And then they called me on a Friday and then they told me not to come back in. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Judging by the numbers, any situation is becoming more common. As of right now, around 30 million Americans have filed for unemployment in the past six weeks. Besides the health risk of the coronavirus, a huge concern of this crisis is the financial fallout. How do we keep going through these tough times? Which is why I wanted to do this miniseries. But part of the challenge, at least to me as I'm putting this together, is just reading, hearing, and seeing how different things play out depending on many factors. Our day-to-day concern varies because we are each juggling with different things. It could be a couple's dealing with loss of income, one or both. Or maybe you have a couple that was planning for retirement in the next few years, and now they're worried if they can even retire. And then you have a completely different ballgame. Maybe you have a couple who are thankfully able to work from home, but now they also have to take care of their kids while doing this remote work. Each of these situations have their own challenges. So what I decided to do is break up the mini series based on those different scenarios families may find themselves in. Now, there are going to be key takeaways I think all of us can learn and pick up from, but I did want to highlight some scenarios so that this mini series can be as helpful and relevant as possible. And they are based on what you sent in about what you're dealing with right now. So thank you. I'm grateful to have your input on this. Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest ways many couples are financially affected by this. Loss of income. Whether it's being furloughed, seeing your hours drastically cut, or losing it all together, that can be a heavy weight on you. Annie is sharing her story about how she and her husband and David are dealing with it. We also have some fantastic experts like personal finance author Tony Husbands, Coastal Credit Union's Joe Mecca, and small business consultant Sylvia Inks on to offer tips and resources to help make ends meet and the steps that you can take to shore up your finances, not just now, but for the long run. In this episode, we're going to be discussing dealing with losing your job and what you can do to get some income coming in. We'll also talk about adapting your finances in your day-to-day routines, and then smart ways you can spend your stimulus check or whatever extra benefit you're able to get. All right, let's get started. No matter your specific situation, I believe one thing we're all doing right now is reviewing and adapting our finances and budget. And if you're dealing with a drop or loss of income, it's especially important to evaluate a few things when it comes to your budget. First off, what bills should you be paying and when? You also have to know what is that gap between what you're earning now and what you have to spend on. And you need to see what resources are available to you and your family right now. 
And understandably, stress and anxiety can be up when you're dealing with these for the first time. Something that's been helpful to me is talking with people who have gone through a a big change or a challenge. While there's rarely a perfect match for what I'm going through or maybe what you're going through, I usually find that there's some takeaways or ideas that I can use for my situation. And it allows me to kind of focus on the items I can control and adjust. So with this idea of how do you readjust and reevaluate your budget, I decided to reach out to Tony Husbands. She's the creator of Debt-Free Divas and the author of The Great Debt Dump to get her thoughts and process. Besides her work in personal finance, she's also a wife and mom to two beautiful kids. And years ago, she and her husband had to deal with a massive change. They had over $100,000 of debt that they needed to pay off. This is the time to really focus in on what we can do to to alleviate some of that financial stress that comes yes. with, you know, just uncertain times. And so this is this is the right conversation for the right time right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the first things people worry about and understandably so is like, what does this mean for our budget? Whether it's because they've seen reduced hours or been furloughed, or even if both are working, it's still like, wait a minute, there's this big question mark. What's the next month, two months, even longer going to be like, how should I adjust my budget? And so I kind of want to talk to you because you have been fantastic. Like I've known you for years And one of the amazing things you've done is like paid off six figures of debt. So I know for a fact that at least you've had to readjust your budget to hit a big goal like that. Absolutely. Yes. My Mm -hmm. husband and I paid off $107,000 in consumer debt. So that doesn't include the house. I use that as a mortgage in some some localities. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it definitely required an adjustment to our attitudes towards what was important. Mm -hmm towards our behaviors in terms of what we did with our spending. And um, it also required just kind of a, a settling in to the long haul, which is yeah. which can be kind of a difficult thing to, to process because paying off that much money, paying off that much debt, it took mm-hmm. us seven years. So that, yeah. and, and I say, I like to, I, it's so interesting for me to say that and just kind of like it rolls off the tongue, but thinking mm-hmm. about like each day, which turns into each week, which turns into each month and trying to kind of hold it together over Mm -hmm. that period of time. It really requires a shift in mindset, a shift Mm -hmm. in lifestyle. And that might be some of the things that we have to do today. It might not be a fun thing. You know, it might be forced upon us, but actually it might help us uh, come out stronger on the other Mm -hmm. side of this. And I think in terms of like looking at your budget, Mm-hmm. It's right now we're in cri- we're we're in crisis mode right now. So right now we're looking at survival. So the things people want to focus on are the essentials: food, mm-hmm. medicine, you know, uh, housing, transportation. If you are an essential worker, those are the things that you definitely want to focus your you know and prioritize. In a way, like I said, it's not fun while we're going through it. You know, I, I can think of so many, you know, trying to exercise more, trying to mm-hmm. eat better. None of those things are necessarily pleasant when you're going through them. But once you make the adjustment and once you come out on the other side, oftentimes, you know, I'm sure there are mm-hmm. exceptions, but often you are better for it as a, you know, as a person, as a, as mm-hmm. a family, as um, if you have children, as a parent, in terms of setting an example for your children. So 
Change is hard. Some people are really struggling, whether financially or even just um, like from a mental health perspective, because this is, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how long this is going to last, you know, but what we can do is focus on the things that we have control over. So right now we have control Mm -hmm. over, you know, where we prioritize our spending. And so I would definitely ask people to focus on, you know, making sure you can eat. That's, Mm -hmm. that is number one, you know, making sure you eat, making sure you have your medicines, you know, you can afford Mm -hmm. to keep that going because your health is very important and your housing situation. However, everything Mm -hmm. doesn't require that we uh, spend money because at this point we're all this now, if we're going to go through a financial stress and strain, it's better that we're all going through it together because there's more resources and more help at this point. That's a good point. That's you know? definitely a good so point. So we might have to be creative. You, you know, we've seen the lines about uh, people going through food, uh, food going to food pantries. This mm-hmm. might be a time, you know, food pantries, or if your state offers, you know, the the supplemental nu- nutrition programs. Yeah. I think you bring up several good points, and I do kind of want to um, hit on that point, which is right now because this is such a big issue um, state level you know federal level with the cares act and so forth there are some relief programs also some community um, based programs like you were talking about the food pantry that i know sometimes you want to tackle everything at once but something to set aside time for you know as couples as families is what relief options are available to you. I know here in the state of North Carolina, your utilities can't get cut. You can't get foreclosed or evicted. So those are some protections. And the reason you want to know that is because you want to tap into this. How can we grow this gap between what we're bringing in, whatever level this is right now, and our expenses? If we can, you know, grow that gap even just a little bit, it can relieve some of the pressure. Like you were mentioning, um, SNAP program or used to be called food stamps, you know, there is this uh, stigma with it, but this is unprecedented time. So if you need to even temporarily Mm -hmm. um, take advantage of that program, sometimes it's only just basically a week's worth of groceries. But if you can take that money you saved, use it to, you know, take care of the rent or the mortgage, or you take that money and redirect it to having a financial cushion, don't worry about the stigma. Um, you have to take care of your family and those foundational essential right. expenses. Right. Absolutely uh, critical. And, you know, just be aware of what's available. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think it, exactly. Mm-hmm. Take this time, you know, to, you know, breathe. I think that's the yeah. you know, good thing, like breathe and, and then let's craft a plan, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we had to do, kind of taking it back to mm-hmm. my experience is that, you know, we were at a point where we went from two incomes to one income. And that's kind of what, mm-hmm. before then, you know, we were able to pay all of our bills. Wasn't necessarily the best, you know, and we were doing the the things, quote unquote, things that, that um, smart people did. You know, we bought a condo and we had mm-hmm. credit cards and we would travel every now and then. But, but we weren't necessarily being very um, intentional about mm-hmm, yeah. what we were doing with our that's money. You know? And so when we went from the two incomes to one, and the reason we that happened, it mm-hmm. wasn't a choice. You know, I quit my job to start a business, but mm-hmm. then that focused, that required us, and see, that was that situation for me. It required us to, mm-hmm. to make sure we had our bases covered, you know? And so that's what, yeah. that's what a lot of people are doing now. It's requiring us to, to make sure that we have um, the funds to care for what's essential. And then mm-hmm. also at this point, and, 
it, mm. it kind of helps that we are, most of us are under stay at home orders because mm-hmm. um, some of those distractions that we might have had in terms of, you know, nails or hair or <laughs> yeah. you know, out, you know, those things are, are have been t- yes. essentially kind of taken away from us. Mm-hmm. And so it, it does force us to like really look at where we're spending our money and what is, what are essential items? What are essential mm-hmm. items and what are things that we were, um, are just wants or nice to haves, you know? Yeah. And this is, again, it's a, it's, it's going to force us not always the best feeling, but it, if take the best out of the situation, we'll be stronger for it. Seeing your hours and income reduced or losing your job can have a huge impact, not only on your finances, but with your stress levels. Like many, my talented friend and member of the community, Annie had begun 2020 with a much different plan and outlook for the year. Before everything started Mm -hmm. in January, I started my job part-time because I didn't want to pursue growing my store, Stitch Brush Designs. So I moved to Mm part-time for a couple months. And then I was going to start doing the art shows because there are plenty here in the area that do it once a month so that would work great for me and then when everything happened Mm -hmm. they let me go on my job because they said well you're part-time and you're going to eventually leave so we're just going to let you go now (laughs) and then unfortunately with the virus everything shut down so there were no art shows so I couldn't proceed with that either so um it was a little distressing because of course at least the part-time, we didn't need so much to be able to pay our bills, but the part-time helped. Mm-hmm. And I figured um, I wasn't going to take the jump if our finances were too tight to do it. So even if I had coming a couple hundred dollars a month, that would help us to stay afloat. So that was going to be with the art shows that was going to help. Mm-hmm. So it was distressing to me because I didn't know what to do. Well, yeah. Okay, the art shows was going to help me, and now I don't know how to proceed. I wasn't doing anything because Mm -hmm. I was so stressed out that I just slept all day. And as she took the time to process through everything, an opportunity arose through Etsy. Now, Annie's shop is focused on crafts, handmade toys, and paintings, but there was a need and a demand that Etsy was noticing. So Etsy did send out a notification to all Etsy sellers mm-hmm. to start making masks if you can, because it's a high demand. So as oh. soon as I got that notification, I started because <laughs> I was already doing masks for friends nearby. You know, I have the talent, so I might as well use it. Yeah. So I was using, I was doing masks already for my friends. I already had some in stock. So I just took a picture of what I had and put mm-hmm. it on Etsy. And from there, it just blew up the boat. Everything is good now. We ha- we're not struggling. That's okay, all good. of the, the mask. So. Good. I'm glad. But, you know, at some point in the future, you know, hopefully it gets better sooner rather than later. The mask won't be in so much demand. So what are your plans long term with the business? Are you thinking of going back to eat at least temporarily to a nine to five while you grow this business kind of like your original plan? Or do you want to just kind of go at this full force? Um, I want to continue doing this. It also helps traffic my other things that I'm doing, and I'm trying to work on other things too to add to my store so people can mm-hmm. see because there's a lot of traffic at my store now because of the mask. 
So people are seeing my other things that I have on there and they have favorited those items. So hopefully the more I add, the more I can shift away from the mask once it does die down. And I did sell recently a llama painting. So that worked out really well. So hopefully I can do more of that. Though I'm not exactly happy with the circumstances of how it happened, I'm glad that Annie's been able to pivot and pursue this. Now, if you want to grab a mask or you want to support Annie, I'm going to include a link in the show notes, or you can just search Etsy for Stitch Brush Designs. But this also brings up a good point. Besides losing your job and having loss of income, the other side of the coin is business owners, those especially who have small businesses and are affected. And when I put out the call to you guys through the newsletter about what you're dealing with, I did get a question from a member about her specific situation. She mentioned that they had a small business that was focused on home renovations and not only was this hard because it was their job, but it was the family's main and right now only source of income. And she was looking for some ideas on how to bring any income in to to mitigate the income loss. Being self-employed, I could relate to this and I really wanted to help. So I reached out to Sylvia Inks. She's a fantastic small business consultant and her specialty is specifically finances. She was kind enough to sit down and chat with me about some options this business owner might want to explore while she's trying to apply for the disaster and the PPP loans that are available but are dwindling fast. So number one, biggest thing is I recommend all small business owners to just go through and get their budget together. Like go through, get a line item of all their expenses that they're basically on the hook to pay for, right? There's mm-hmm. lots of subscriptions or tools or you know things that a lot of business owners, we tend to just pay because, you know, on either a monthly basis or yearly basis, but we might forget about those. So I would say the step number one, absolutely critical, mm-hmm. go through, get those budgets, um, get all those expenses on on paper, on an Excel spreadsheet, and then basically go categorize them, right? Categorize mm-hmm. them by priority in terms of, are these mission critical for your business right now? So, you know, go through and flag the ones that are high priority. You know, these are must have, these are essential to running your business regardless of the, the being at stay at home order. And flag the ones that are medium priority, right? The ones mm-hmm. that you do want to ha- still have because it saves you time and money. Mm-hmm. And then flag the ones that are low. Like these are the nice to have, let's look to either delete these or pause these for right now until things get back, uh, back on track. Um, and, you know, this just doing this exercise right here, mm-hmm. I've had business owners and clients of mine during my private coaching that have found anywhere from 300 to 400 to upwards of $1,000 per month of subscriptions mm. that they were able to cancel. And, yeah. you know, that's multiplied, you know, those savings per month times 12 months. Like that's a lot of cash right there that you could save if you just do that one exercise. And it might seem like, oh my goodness, this is like a lot to chew on, but I've seen significant help. So like I read your book, I loved it. And just to guys give you an idea, I last year went through it. I decided that Fridays were going to be my day because you're saying like weekly, you know, just don't wait till the quarterly to, you know, go over your, your numbers and stuff, but weekly. And then I was reviewing the expenses and I'm so glad, especially now with this downturn, that I've cut my expenses where everything that I need to run the business is there, but the, the subscriptions 
I was surprised, Sylvia, how easy it is to forget uh, when you say you're doing a campaign with social media, then you sign up for this and then, you know, months go by, you're not really using it. You know, why was I having that subscription? I was able to cut down there. Um, I was able to negotiate some rates uh, with some of my subscriptions as well. So don't discount going over your finances because you can have some significant savings. And especially now during a time of um, a lot of questions in the air, money saved can be used in other ways or at least, you know, to lower uh, your necessary expenses going forward. So kind of tying into, you know, if business owners are able to find some of those cash savings, go ahead mm-hmm. and make sure you have a separate business savings account for your emergency mm-hmm. fund. Um, you know, that's where I'm seeing, you know, a lot of small business owners didn't have maybe enough emergency fund or maybe didn't mm-hmm. even have one. So go ahead, you know, go ahead and make sure that you've got a separate business savings account so that you can start having that cushion. So any mm-hmm. savings that you're able to have, go ahead and just move that over so that you've got, you know, just basically peace of mind, right? So you can yeah. sleep at night and know that, okay, you're going to have a little bit of cushion if things are, you know, are slower or go on longer that you've got some cash to help you get through those months. And then specifically for the question of this business owner that you talked about, um, definitely, you know, I always coach my clients to have multiple streams of income, yes. right? Like never, never rely on just one client to be your, you know, more than 50% of your business's income. And same goes for, you know, your income streams. You know, if you, if let's say you have a product that you have, like mm-hmm. don't let that one product be more than 50% of your business income, because you know, what happens if that you can't sell that product anymore? Yeah. Um, so I definitely encourage people to have multiple streams of income. I know, you know, products is, um, you know, maybe not as easy to shore up as quickly if it's a physical product, but there Mm -hmm. are other products that are, um, that don't require a lot of lead time, like online courses, right? There's a lot of people that are at home right now that don't have the expertise on, you know, whether it's home renovations or, you know, even, I'm even thinking, you know, people, there's lots of people stuck and can't get haircuts. You know, I'm yeah. wondering where all the hair salon people are. I would love a YouTube video that walked mm-hmm. me through how to give my sons a haircut. So, you know, there's things like that where people are home and they don't have the skill sets, but now all of a sudden they need those skill sets, right? Either for their personal life or for their business. And so I think, you know, putting together an online course could be great to get mm-hmm. your expertise out there. And it really just requires you to have, you know, a internet connection, your, your laptop, and maybe a good microphone, but really people are looking for those experts to kind of coach them or walk them through how to you know, get, gain certain skills. And I'm just thinking, you know, this business, uh, the, the work within homes and everything, connecting with the clients you already have, let them know, especially important if you haven't already, is getting your email list, a way to communicate, let them know. Uh, so we can't provide the service now, but let me show you what you can do in the meantime to maintain this, you know, build that relationship. And then hopefully when things get back to normal, as we kind of shift back to the new normal, you know, you've solidified that relationship. You know, you can get that repeat business. I remember reading Paul Jarvis, like start with the customers you do have, your clients you do have, nurture that relationship. You know, don't disconnect just because we can't meet in person. Thank you. Yes. And speaking to that, the email list, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I would say if you don't have an email list, if you're not emailing your customers or your prospects at least once a month, I will say out of, out of sight, out of mind, right? Yeah. Especially in this time, um, you know, over, communicate, you know, even over communicate, let people know what you are able to provide. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know for myself, even earlier this week, I 
wanted to, I, I wasn't even sure which businesses were open. I was like, oh, well, I wanted to order takeout from a local, you know, small yeah. business owner. And I had to jump through hoops to find out whether or not they were open. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it, it's the, you know, make sure you, you're emailing your folks. You don't, don't rely 100% on social media because, yeah. you know, there's all kinds of algorithms, whether or not your information shows up. But, you know, if you have that email list, um, I use a tool called ConvertKit, which yeah. is super easy. And, you know, you email your your clients and your prospects or people that agree to, you know, to hear from you and you just email them and give them helpful tips or, hey, mm-hmm. I can offer this during this time. And I think it's the, you know, I think I even bought something last week from someone. I didn't realize they were open. And when I got that email from them on a mm-hmm. Thursday, I immediately called them. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that you could do X, Y, Z during this time. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually do need your services. Um, yeah. So I think that's the prompting people, um, you know, and communicating and doing those emails is really, really critical right now. You've mentioned, you know, creating a course, but is there another way a business owner could diversify their income stream right now? Absolutely. One of my favorite ways to add another income stream is mm-hmm. a, through affiliate marketing. Um, and what that means is affiliate marketing is, you know, looking at, you know, what other, you know, software tools or what other companies out there are basically giving a commission if you're, you know, for their products and services, if your ideal clients or your customers on your email list um, are needing those tools, if you talk about those tools, share them how it could benefit them and you, and they purchase through your, what they call an affiliate link, which mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of basically tells the company that they got this customer through you, then you can earn a small commission. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. When you're dealing with a drop of income, anything you can bring in, whether it's through optimizing your expenses, as Tony mentioned, or diversifying your income, as Annie did and Sylvia recommended, it just helps. While millions have already received their stimulus check through direct deposits, others are just now getting them. With unemployment checks being increased through the CARES Act as well, you may be getting some relief now but you also might be concerned with how to maximize the money you have coming in. Joe Mecca from Coastal Credit Union and I discussed a few things to consider so you can make every dollar go further. If you're in that situation, you know, you're, you're unemployed or you've seen, you know, you're down to, you're down to just that single income. And it might not be half, you know, it might be the smaller of the two incomes. Um, yeah, no, I'm assuming no savings in this situation. So mm-hmm. what, what I would do is I would focus on those core expenses, you know, your food, your medicine, um, any of your bills that aren't able to be deferred. Unfortunately, we're in a situation right now where lenders and utilities and mm-hmm. landlords are all able to be flexible with, with you know, collecting money um, from people. So, so there is some flexibility with a lot of that, but there are still some bills that you, you simply, you can't push off. Yeah. Um, so, so focus on those core expenses in the short term. Um, you know, make sure that those are covered because you know, not paying those maybe going to get you into, you know, a deeper situation. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, if there is one income, you know, you have to think about things like, do you need gas and maintenance and car insurance to continue to get that person who's earning that income to and from work um, and, and do that. So you're going to want to make sure that that's part of whatever your short-term budget is as well. And then 
Um, you know, if so, that's, that's going to be a priority. Then of course, you know, seek help on some of your other expenses. Yeah. Um, you know, what can be deferred? I know we talked about it a little bit before, but you know, a lot of lenders are flexible on mortgages right now or mm -hmm. auto loans or other types of loans. Um, you know, if you're renting, mm -hmm. talk to your landlord. Can they be flexible on rent? Um, chances are they're getting some relief on the mortgage side on the back end. So can they be, can they be flexible with you on the rent um, for the short term as well? Do you have any loans that can be, can be deferred? Are your utilities mm -hmm. able to help you restructure, you know, go to a fixed plan or even push your, push your payments out a couple months? Um, see if that's something that's, that's available to you as well. So, you know, it's m not just about the money that's sitting in your account right now when you get that mm -hmm. check, but, um, you know, money that you might have otherwise had to pay out that maybe you can get a little bit of short-term relief on. Yeah. And I think you bring up several good points, especially when we're talking about seeking uh, assistance. Uh, being proactive is absolutely going to be key. Um, if you can, we talked about last time when we had the podcast about the federal, like the CARES Act, there were some protections there. We also mentioned like for here in North Carolina, there were some state level protections like no evictions um, and also protecting uh, with foreclosures. So be aware of what's going on. And then also community partners. I know you guys over at Coastal have been really active. I was just seeing the Restaurant Worker Relief Fund is available. Um, they have a waiting list, but still they're processing, they're getting through, they're getting the aid. So, you know, definitely be proactive, see what's available in your industry. And then of course, uh, make sure you are communicating to all your financial institutions. And like you mentioned, bills, you know, landlords, they can work with you, but you can't hide. Even if you can do a partial payment, something that you can work out together is better than just being silent on that. And then I noticed you guys also donated to United Way, organizations like that, the food pantry, anywhere you can tap in and, um, close that gap between like your expenses and the income that is coming in is absolutely key. So those are really good points, Joe. I appreciate that. You know, that, that's one thing I did, I did want to mention that I didn't mm -hmm. is, um, yeah, if somebody goes to our website and, and mm -hmm. goes to our, we've got a COVID-19 landing page. It's hard to miss. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's a big image for it on the front page, but, um, linked from that page is we've assembled a list of community resources. So it's a lot of oh, our nice. community partners and mm -hmm. it shows, you know, who they are links to their website and, and what they're doing to help the public uh, with some relief right now. So, and you don't have to be a coastal member to take advantage of any of that. Um, it's out there available for everybody. It's, uh, much appreciated. I think that's kind of the hard part. It's like, what do I qualify for? What's out there? Um, so I'm glad you have that resource, even though you might say it's like local, but still gives you ideas. If you're in another area, um, see what your state has and also check. I know you've partnered up. I've seen you on the news channel a few times for interviews. Local news stations also have like resources and you can get briefings and see what the state offers as well. Something else I've noticed that would be helpful for listeners and and you know, coastal members in the area is you guys have got some options. And one of the ways to relief is maybe skipping the payments. You mentioned that it was a nice feature. When I logged in, I noticed there was a little notification about that, but can you kind of go over how does that skip a payment work? 
Yep. So you mentioned we do have a skip a pay program, which mm-hmm. um, the fact that you're seeing it means that we've now automated it, um, okay. which, is, which is a huge benefit to members. Um, mm-hmm. But it also lets us do our job way more efficiently. Uh, yeah. So what we've done is we've we've implemented skip a pay inside of online banking and members who have loans that qualify for the skip a pay mm-hmm. program. When they log into online banking, they're presented with the option. Do you want to skip mm-hmm. payments on these loans? Um, it's easy. All you have to do, check, check yes or accept or, or however it's worded on there. Um, and that's it. It gets processed yeah. on the back end. And then your due date on those loans gets advanced by three months. Oh, um, wow. Nice. Nothing further for you to do. You don't have to apply for it. You don't have to provide any additional documentation. There's no credit check on that. It's you've got a loan that qualifies mm-hmm. for skip a pay. Um, and if you want to, then mm-hmm. we'll push those dates out. So we'll, we're doing three months right now on those. For the most part, that is mm-hmm. auto loans and some personal, mm-hmm. some personal loans. We're actually working on adding lines of credit to that as well. Yeah. So that'll make it a little bit more available to people. Um, credit cards. If members have a credit card with Coastal, that's going to be automated as well. Now, credit cards a little different because mm-hmm. um, it's not so much a fixed payment. So what mm-hmm. we've done on that is members who have credit cards with us um, won't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. We're changing their minimum payment to zero for the next two payment cycles. Oh, so, okay. So their April statement that they would normally pay in May and then mm-hmm. their May statement that they would pay in June, um, those will both be a zero minimum. Um, so that would advance. So if they wanted to skip their next two payments, they could. Now, mm-hmm. things like interest still accrue and stuff like that, um, but there's no penalty. It's no credit hit for, for doing that. Uh, it just gives people a little bit more cushion to ride yeah. out what's, what's ahead of us. Yeah, I think anytime you can give people a, some breathing room in their budget, it's going to be appreciated. Many thanks to everyone involved in today's episode. Sylvia, Annie, Tony, and Joe were gracious enough to make time for this mini-series. I'll have links in the show notes over at couplemoney.com so you can reach out to them. I'll also post links to the full interviews I did with them, as well as resources to help you out during the crisis. And if you are in the Triangle area of North Carolina, please check out Coastal. Not only do they have competitive rates with their accounts, but they're taking care of their members with various relief programs. Next episode in this series, we're going to be talking about how to pad and build up your financial cushion to ride out these tough times. It's an especially harder challenge now, but very necessary. We'll also hear from Jeff, who has had a rug pulled out from under him years ago after a job fell through. He found himself in six figures in debt, trying to figure out how to take care of his wife and baby, and coming up with a plan as he went along. So if you don't want to miss that, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, you name it. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music today was by Lee Rosevere and from Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for listening and being a part of this community. Please stay safe. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. Take care.